Welcome to Emu Air. Please take a moment to review the safety card in your mind as we go over the following procedures. To buckle your seatbelt, spend any of your lifetime not living under a rock. In the event of hard times, the map report may be used as a flotation device. It will keep you happy when skies are gray. Should you experience a lack of oxygen from too much laughter, simply press the pause button and complete your laughter. Resume breathing normally and press play. Please take a moment to find your nearest outlet for humor. Keep in mind that the nearest jokes may be behind you. We know you have a choice in podcasts, and we thank you for flying the map report. Our expected cruising altitude today is zero feet, because emus don't fly. Left my home back in Omaha See if I can make it out in the world Got as far as Wichita but Suddenly I wasn't sure anymore Lost all my friends in Los Angeles And I'm not welcome in New York But I must stop back in Omaha where the fans, they always crying out for All right, and once again, welcome Where to number, number 56. November 15th, 2006. What's going on, Nep listeners? Happy. What's up out there? Never listen to me. Never listen to me. Sorry, sorry. Can we start over? Okay, back to the runway and... And welcome to Mep Report number 56. Right. Put it on the board. Mep. So we want to say hello to everyone. Thank you for listening as always. And we got a busy show this week, guys. A lot to talk about, I think, out there, don't we? A lot of things going on out there in the world. I just have a question. I was down. listening to sports radio today on the way back, and there was a commercial for the CIA. The CIA is now advertising on sports radio. They're like, would you like to be part of a patriotic group in America? Would you like to learn details about what's going on in the world and send information to policymakers? Join the CIA. You know, call one and I'm like, is this the recruiting pool you want? Do you tap into your friends' TeamSpeak programs? Do you like to listen <laughs> to other people's conversations? Are you made up of 16-year-old girls? Yeah, exactly. I was just like, what? What is up with that? Like, uh, they have to recruit on sports radio? Can't I, I just are the you CIA, developmentally disabled? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Do you forget every third word of contracts that you sign? Quick, join the. Or I guess that's just the military right there, not the CIA. Do you think the CIA They're recruiting is in alphabetical order? <laughs> exactly. There you go. Oh my God! But I mean, like, it's seriously, like, why up. is that the recruiting pool? Like, I would think they would just go to schools and things and recruit from, I don't know, you know, high-level criminal justice classes or something. Like, why would you? It's sort of just sort of weird. It's like, hi, we'd like you to join our nuclear scientist team. If you've got a passion for, you know, things that go boom and some scientific knowledge, please call one eight hundred nuke. You know, like, I don't. You would think that a radio wouldn't be the place that you go advertising for these things, would you? Is Warning. that just me? Joining the CIA may cause the following. Paranoia. Cramps. <laughs> bloating. <laughs> irregular bowel movements. Or death. Mostly death. They have a series death of cues, though. More they're of like, a main effect than a side effect. Yeah. That's no, totally <laughs> true. But they have like a series sort of cues. The they're like, feature. are you patriotic? If you're patriotic with a strong sense of... They actually say the same thing twice. They're like, if you're patriotic with a strong sense of you know, loyalty to your country, like, isn't that the same 
Am I? Please press same? one. Exactly. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if they said please press one and then everyone hit the number please one on one. Like, their radio <laughs> memorized and channels and switch, switched off the channel? Switch to the other <laughs> channel. You, and they're like, wow, you're stupid join the join Army the National Guard. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> An army of exactly. one. Yep. And they switch again. Join the Air Force. No, really, please. Join and please can just can we just give you a gun and give you directions to Iraq and you just go there. You don't just even go have there, to please. join. Just do something. Just go shoot Iraqi people, please. True. Anywhere. Your even if you immigrated. <laughs> Wherever. Exactly. It doesn't matter. Exactly. I know, I know, it's true. Uh, well they even have yeah. a new slogan for the army too. They have a slogan now that's not just strong, army strong. That's the new army slogan. That that your army strong. It was the is, dumbest yeah. thing. Yeah, that, that commercial where they're like, Join the army and be the strongest you can or like the army army strong is the strongest in the world they say something like that i'm like no it's not like giambi steroid rage strong is the strongest <laughs> you can be he's way stronger than army guys <laughs> well we don't know like, if they're not on the juice drugged up maybe you know. are stronger than army strong like <laughs> army strong's not that strong like it's pretty physically fit but like ballet dancer strong is probably just as strong as army strong Plus, I mean, don't the Marines have oh, something to say about it? Don't the Marines get mad? You know, don't they want to be the ones who are Marine strong, whatever that means? We're strong well, and strong. they're not trying to make stupid slogans that don't make any sense. They should well, just, that was the one you know they what rejected, Russ. Yeah. They, they, they almost did Army Strong, pretty physically fit. But then they just decided to be a little <laughs> exactly. more compelling. They came exactly. really close to accepting that. <laughs> Army strong. We're in decent shape. <laughs> we're army strong. We're a solid Not outfit. Not bad for 30. We're solid. Yeah. We don't get exactly. out of breath after running. <laughs> oh, my God. We're army strong. Uh, the whole thing is just so goofy. Well, hopefully now strange. with the election results, we have a chance maybe to pull ourselves back from the brink. Hey, Russ, I guess your uh, conspiracy theory about uh, the Republicans holding on to power, uh, I guess that didn't work out quite the way that um, the wave actually happened. Uh, yeah. It happened. I, I can't deny it. I was extraordinarily surprised at the returns. I thought they had something up their sleeve. What they had up their sleeve was simply hubris, and that, that didn't carry That's the it. day this time. So. That's it. Character is destiny. I just finished teaching Oedipus, so I think it was a lot on my mind as I was listening to Bush's press conference. And the fact that he fires Rumsfeld is like, this decision was not made until, it was made well before the election. I'm like, sure, sure, well before the election. You just decided to announce right now that you were going to fire Rumsfeld. Total coincidence that that happened. Dude, not announcing that before the election, I think, made the difference. I think if he had announced that a week before <laughs> the election, it would have been over. I'm totally serious. No, I think Story's right, no, actually. Out, people have said this. I, I think story's right. Yeah. Then he would have convinced people yeah. that, you know, he actually was willing to change. But instead it was like, I am George Bush. I was born perfect with perfect <laughs> advisors surrounding me. And it's if true. there's any destabilization in my perfect womb of advisors who have been with me since birth, then I will collapse into <laughs> rubble. Wait and a minute. A perfect womb of advisors? After six hmm. So they were all born at the same uh, time, of in the same womb? It's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, they were all older than he is. I mean, Rumsfeld and, okay. you know, Cheney, all of his advisors are older. So it was like a group so of five-year-olds that gathered around Barbara Bush and uh, said, hey, what's up, George? You know, we're going to take you through life, around the playground, around whatever else. How do you think he could be so spoiled and yet have so much power at the same time? Well, like what's been followed around his entire life. disturbing mutation of the nativity scene. It's really freaking me out. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's not coincidence. I, oh, I must say, that's probably how night. he himself too. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting actually. Is that his father? I read this article that says that George Bush uh, Jr. and his father have always had real like issues with each other because Jr. has always tried to like outdo his father, and so a lot of what sort of drove him to have this midterm loss has been trying to overcome the sort of feelings of you know wanting to overcome his father. He wants to please his father, and he also wants to do better than him. And there's this whole like again Oedipal thing going on with with his father apparently in this in this whole situation as well. And plus, he's totally hitting on Barbara Bush all the time, which is why he's taking all those vacations. <laughs> That's disturbing. Seriously. Very very disturbing. I've gotta go home. <laughs> gotta go home. Gotta go home. Gotta see the. That's the an image ranch, I don't need. As he likes to call it. Don't need that image. Ranch with air quotes. <laughs> oh yeah, my god. It's true. So Barbara Bush is hot. Yeah. She might have been so, hot in 1950. Um, well, that's good. But, I mean, they, they has, there has to be some way of <laughs> keeping the royal line alive, right? That, you know, every single president from now <laughs> on is going <laughs> to be a Bush. So. And we all know women can't be president because, you know, we have a sexist country. So they have to have a male heir to the to the Bushian throne of that generation. Right, exactly. I don't know about you, story. So I'm not willing to have a nuclear shot. war once a month. I think that we're just fine. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd agree with that. Hey, actually, can I? Can, I wanted to ask about that. Do you guys think it would be more important socially if Barack Obama or Hillary Clinton was elected president? Which would be a bigger deal? Oh, Obama, easily, easily. Yeah, I agree. Because Hillary's part of the dynasty already. It's like she's, you know, it's sort of assumed that. Kind of. Well, like but in general terms, what about in general it's, terms, a woman but, or a well, black? It's like it's a black. It's really progressive to say. No, it's really progressive to go out there and say, look, a woman can rise to power in our society. All she has to do is be married to a really powerful man, wait for his star to fade, and then take his spot. That's, I think that's a great message of, of female empowerment. That we'd say. Well, yeah. but if you uh, left her out, if it was somebody yeah. else... It's going to lead the next <clears throat> revolution, Greg. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but no, would yeah, it be more important know, for a woman um, or a black, do you guys think? I mean, which is more important in general terms for the country, do you think? I think Star Jones should be the president. That's disturbing. Yeah, why can't we have a black woman? Seriously, why do we have to do this either or? Because your options are that or Queen Latifah or Beyonce. Beyonce would be all right, actually. Oprah? Oprah has shown Oprah. There are no qualified black women to be Oprah's president. a good choice. <laughs> Oprah's a good choice. Because Queen Latifah is all you've got. You just named Star Jones. I'm talking about people who have a chance of getting elected. Oprah has a chance of getting elected. That's true. Oprah, she has she does. the money. She has the resources. She's balanced and the goddamn budget. Support. That's true. She could do it. And yeah, and like 500,000 people buy a book the second that she says she read it once. That's true. She and could have like a book club once a week and in the White House. Hated it. That'd be and great. And they're all like, oh, can I return it? Yeah. No. It Dude, be, she could I'm totally interview drama. world leaders on her TV show. That'd be great. Yeah, I actually agree with that. I think that makes sense. You know, and we'd actually have a world leader with compassion, which would just blow everyone's mind. That's true. And you could see how much would change in the first hundred days. So yeah, I'm uh, officially going to announce my endorsement of Oprah Winfrey. For Oprah President Winfrey. For 2008. Mepperport seal approval. It's done. The U.S. I, US beef industry approval. would never allow that to happen. What does she have against the beef industry? I, I, I don't there know. Was this, I haven't there was this whole it. big lawsuit where there was one, uh, I don't know, episode of her show where they had some panelists talking about how hamburgers are made and, I don't know, dangers of E. coli or something, and she was like, wow, okay. that makes me never want to eat beef ever again. And then, all of a sudden, like, next day, five million people stopped <laughs> eating beef. <laughs> and she said, oh, shit! So <laughs> right. And they did. She should it do that just to test win, it. did they? Lift her hand and see. No, yeah. she had to retract her statement. She had to be like, I love hamburgers, Seriously? and it's really tasty, and beef is great, and I'm sure it's safe oh, and good. Oh, that's terrible. 
Okay, I officially <laughs> withdraw my endorsement of Oprah Winfrey for President of the United States. Uh, that's too bad. I really believed in you for a minute there, Oprah. Damn. Damn. Just another she's special a, interest sellout. Yeah, she's a corporate <laughs> puppet just like everybody else that has a billion dollars. God damn. So close. Wow. I had something to believe in for a minute there. So, hey. Oprah Winfrey. So, yeah. yeah, so that was the thing. Are there any... Uh, did, what about happened about the proposition story? I didn't actually follow this. Or Russ. What happened oh, with the proposition? everything lost. Everything, oh, no. everything yeah. good lost. Everything, everything good lost. bad won. And oh, no. It was, it was a disaster. Was like three of them lost by two cool. votes. I felt really guilty. <laughs> I, I was going to bring it up. And then I was like, damn it, Russ. Why didn't you exercise your right to vote for 380,000 people? Fuck. I should totally have that right. Yeah. In my society, I would have that right, by the way, just oh. so you know. I would In a shocking move. My, my if I were making the rules... I would decide things for everybody. You'd be like yeah. summary judgment. You'd be That's like, how it should be. Be well, no, it works. Yeah. Like a judge can set aside a jury decision, so you should be able to set aside a voting decision. Like uh, the people have spoken and they don't know what they're talking about. I set aside the vote, and here's the vote. Here's the way it's gonna go. Actually, sorry, you lose. I mean, people who yeah, vote. I hate to bash democracy, but one really competent I'm person sure can fix a whole lot of things that democracy can't. That's all I'm saying. It's oh, you're, you're a Plato's Republican. The Met report endorses <clears throat> dictatorship. Dictatorship for president. Yeah. And while we're at it, get rid of the poets. Yeah. Edu- that educated, all fits. Educated yeah, dictatorship. There's no divine right of blah, blah, blah. Sure. It's all, pick the most competent person, and he is the ultimate ruler and dictator. Right. Well, this is like when he, all... During why does a, it have to be he? That's oh, true. Okay, Oprah Winfrey. Oprah Winfrey, Whatever. the enlightened yeah. dictator. Uh, there you go. But no, during the, during the Renaissance... A male Oprah Winfrey. During the late, Sorry, they're actually right in the late part of the Renaissance, in the mid 1600s, for about 15, 16 years, Great Britain had no king because Oliver Cromwell actually over-executed Charles I, and for 16 years there was no monarchy. He just ruled as a dictator, but you know, at least it was no, it was no monarchy. So you know, that's what happened. He was, uh, he was, Wasn't he said he, he was like benevolent. Horribly repressive. Well, story, and, like, there's always going to be some skull. nitpickers out there who are annoyed <laughs> at the fact that he executes <laughs> thousands of Irish for no reason. But if yeah. you look beyond that, I mean, right. really. <laughs> Can't we just celebrate the fact that that kind of dictatorship can exist Exactly, at all? exactly. Come on, <laughs> come on. Oh, dear. Yes, oh, we can. Oh, goodness. You know, that was one of the things I always... Yeah. You guys know that I used to run a debate case about this because John Milton, the guy who wrote Paradise Lost, um, was actually Cromwell's secretary, which was not just, you know, a typical secretary. He was like secretary of state secretary so he was this big big shot in the government and right before charles ii was recalled from france charles i's son to take over the monarchy milton wrote this pamphlet in which he was like so we should be able to kill kings for any reason at all <laughs> like literally like almost like two weeks before charles came back into england and charles was like yeah um please find him and imprison him thank you please do that now so you got to give it to milton man he believed in oliver cromwell you could say he's repressive but he believed in no monarchy no monarchy. Regicide, yes. Monarchy, no. I mean, so what you're saying is that Oliver Cromwell <laughs> actually wrote Paradise Lost because uh, Milton was just taking dictation because he was the secretary? No, no. Actually, it was after Oliver Cromwell had passed away and, and Milton wrote. You know, Milton wrote that whole yeah, well, poem yeah, he while he was blind, too. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, Milton yeah, wrote that sure. whole thing no, while he, he was wrote blind. It from heaven. He dictated it. He well, dictated that, it from heaven. That would fit. Yeah, it certainly would fit. Whatever. He from had paradise. one of those voice recognition programs. You don't need to see. You just <laughs> say it into the thing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he was of free will to fall, though he had no great of me. It is better to rule in hell than serve in heaven. I'm so glad one of us knows some lines from Paradise Lost, because I totally was about to do that, and then I'm like, 
Shit. I don't know any of Paradise. God at Eden and Eden and God. Uh, oh, oh no, I miss heaven so much. Please come back, only Paradise. I love Paradise. I, I couldn't only do it. We, I had nothing, and I'm so glad professor. we have a exactly. we have Only we had an English professor, professor here. Exactly. All of a sudden, Starry starts yelling, Cheeseburger in Paradise. Just do anything, anything. Paradise. Oh, man. Uh, it's true. Paradise so lost, if there's yeah. any place that's ruled by a benevolent dictatorship or an absent dictatorship or an incompetent dictatorship, it's New Orleans where I was. Oh yeah, how was the weekend. trip? And, uh, and the trip was, you know, the trip was fine in a way. Um, we had a little no snafu with the tickets. So no, it was good. It was very good in a lot of ways. Uh, we had a snafu with the tickets, where the tickets were uh, Expedia somehow believed that they were for a week before they actually were for. So the day before we were supposed to leave, they were like, "Oh, you mean the flight you missed six days ago?" And we're like, "What?" <laughs> so we had to fly into Houston uh, and drive <laughs> Houston? all night both ways to New Orleans and back. Yeah, because wow, because you know, there's there's were, no infrastructure. What they were recreating the uh, Katrina refugee trip in reverse. Exactly. <laughs> Here you go. It's our, it's our new tourist trap. To yeah. see if they could prevent the hurricane by going back in time. Did you pass Mike <laughs> Brown in the way? The trip was also <laughs> hampered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the trip was also hampered by forcing ourselves to go two miles an hour, even though there were no other cars on the road, to fully simulate well, the experience. Right, exactly. right, right. We, were, we missed the, the wedding. Time. We missed my friend. We missed the whole thing because we were just like, God. This is slow. Plus, they're on a raft, so it wasn't going to go very fast. <laughs> Jesus. I know. You would not believe there are not rental rafts anywhere else outside of Houston and New Orleans. Those are like the yeah, only exactly. two metro areas where you still have rental rafts. And it's unlimited mileage, so it's really Do you great. get the rental raft with the GPS? Um, so you're on water. You're still on water. Exactly. You're still on water. You're still on water. Yeah, and they would sing uplifting hymnals backwards the whole trip. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Before it becomes a zombie flash video. <laughs> Chariot, sweet low swing. <laughs> exactly. That's pretty much what happened. That's, that's what went down. Yeah. <laughs> Be to God, my dearer. Be to God, my dearer. Oh, right. Sorry. So Go we ahead. get to New my Orleans. Um, no, that's fine. We drove Lord all night. There was Waffle House. Yabakum. Waffle House on Lord the road. Oh, Yabakum. Oh, Yabakum. Yabakum. Oh, my God. Oh, dear. Right. So occasionally we would uh, yeah, cool. stop at Waffle House, ring out our ears from the scary backwards hymns, and <laughs> get back on the road. Uh, they would remove quarters walking. from the jukebox at the Waffle House. Don't you mean it is out if law? It's out if law. That's what you mean, yeah. right? You stopped at a couple of pokies on the way as opposed to IOPS. And then we, we would and come in and sit down. There would be pancakes. food in front of us. Right. There would be food in front of us, and then they would yank it away. We would actually throw up our last meal on the oh, plate, and they'd yank the plate, it away. Which they would take into the kitchen, right. Uh. <laughs> and throw on the grill. <laughs> grill this up real nice. Yeah. Oh, my. That's, uh, that was our trip. All right. It was a good time. So, oh, welcome to Orleans New. <laughs> so we... Yeah. So we got to New Orleans, which is like, you know, a pretty loose and free and easy town anyway. And there's a surprisingly little has changed since like the day after Katrina in New Orleans. I mean, the water has gone down, but pretty much nothing else is fixed. 
you know, there's there's uh, light poles down in the roadways, and there there are light posts that are up, that are active, that have green and red at the same time. And the first time in my life I've ever seen a simultaneous green and red, and it was amazing how ambivalent I felt about what I should you do. You both should and like should not go. There. You and both was, should and should not stop. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. There was a red down light. Both pedals at the same time. Right. Exactly. 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 See what happens. <laughs> and spin out of control. Fishtail into Great the turismo. Be you, yeah. yeah. So and what was great about that is that I got there and it was a red light and I stopped and then the green light came on and the red light didn't go off. And I was like, uh, okay, I'm just going to sit here and do nothing. <laughs> so it was just a really confusing experience. Um, and then I started singing Christmas carols backwards. It was like, clearly this is what this calls for. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, deck, the halls, the deck. Bells ringing, uh, bells ringing, bells ringing, bells ringing, bells jingle. <laughs> and all of a sudden Way you started singing Nock Soom Cow, Nock yeah. Soom Cow for no reason. That's yeah. true. <laughs> so, right, yeah, so I eventually got through that intersection, white and then there was another one just like it. But, uh, warrior White, Russ, Warrior White. in New Orleans. Yeah, you're right. So we'll you know, knock. is it... <laughs> I don't. I don't have to tell a story. So you know, I think that New Orleans is uh, already pretty. Was already pretty loose and lax on things, and now with this extended brokenness, there's pretty much nothing that is legally enforced in New Orleans. Like, you can pretty much do anything that you possibly want or can think of in New Orleans. And there's no open container laws. There don't appear to be any drunk, drunk driving laws. Like, everyone is driving with open containers and just sort of running around and doing well, that. And it's, that's because it's only the drunken people know what to do with the simultaneous green-red lights. They're the only <laughs> yeah, ones exactly. with <laughs> They merge, and they're Easy. like, oh, this is fantastic. It's a yellow light. <laughs> I'll proceed with caution. They all blend together. It's true. Follow the light in the middle. Uh, yeah. Nice. So it was kind of surreal. And there, there was, you know, there were moments that I was like worrying about what people were doing around me or whatever. And it's just like, ah, it's New Orleans. Can do whatever you want. Oh, Clearly, boy. there's no enforcement of anything. Wow. So, yeah. It was. It was kind I of. So I mean, was it surreal? Like the brothels at least active. That's what I, I mean, that I that I don't know. I mean, there was are people the infrastructure who, functioning. You know, i.e. the brothels? Uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> walking around New Orleans, it seems like everyone is a brothel. You know, it's just like walking mobile brothels all the time. <laughs> so it's hard to know. Uh, a mobile know, brothel? An establishment of sex for money. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my like God. You know, nobody bothers to have a cardboard sign on their head. But they're Welcome right to well, mobile you know, brothel. I mean, Bourbon Street. <laughs> And the whole thing. It's <laughs> true. May I take your order? Press one. Those are some yeah. entrepreneurial okay. hoes, man. Yeah. <laughs> they're not just That's a true. hoe. They're a whole organization <laughs> to themselves. Oh, man. That's true. So. Yeah, you know, I wonder what you... the madam, and then they give you a choice of themselves or themselves, and then you pay them, and they hand over the money to their other hand. It's awesome. Right. Uh, and they, like, they, like, spin yeah. around. They're like, I could be this person or this person yeah. or this... And I've they put on a fake mustache and a weird coat and punch themselves in the face. Sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Don't, don't bother. Just proceed. They need right. to just go ahead. Let's move on. Don't, don't stop. For I thought you were going to say Daniel Day-Lewis was doing it go for some through. reason. I know um, the light is both green and red. Just go, <laughs> just go through. through. Go through. Drive. Drive, so, damn it. Drive. What, what I was going to say yeah. was that um, when I went to New Orleans, which was you know well before Katrina and it was for a conference, I really, right. really disliked it um, for a lot of different reasons. But a lot of it was just I was like, well, I could watch see li watch the abject poverty, or I could watch a bunch of drunk people pour alcohol in my head. Yeah, this 
is not really. So I wondered what you thought about the experience of being it's in a, New Orleans. It's like, a little like was New Mexico, it surreal? Actually. Yeah. <laughs> really? Um. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, just the drinking and the poverty reminds oh, okay. me of home. All right. Um. Yeah. That's New Mexico. I say you're a great state, man. Uh, especially combining it with driving. Yeah. But, uh, no, I mean, we actually did, you know, we did get to go through the Lower Ninth Ward, and, um, you know, my friend who I, who I stayed with uh, took us over there, and that was just, that was, you know, depressing in an, in an entirely different way. It was just, you know, the grass has come back, but basically literally nothing has changed. They've gutted a few houses, and they've thrown down this declaration that if by a certain unknown deadline your house hasn't been gutted, then they're just going to bulldoze everything. But everything else is just totally in a time warp. It's just, you know, there are reader boards on churches that say, coming up on August 28th, such and such event, you know, and it's like a year and a half later, and nothing has changed, nothing has moved. Wow. There's rubble everywhere. And I mean, just blocks and blocks and blocks as far as you can see in any direction and it's just you know and the levees are pathetic I mean once you actually see them up close I mean the levees are like barely corrugated cardboard I mean it's the most ridiculous looking <laughs> thing there's no reinforcement on corrugated either side cardboard levees. there's like nothing propping <laughs> Yeah, there's nothing propping them up. Like, apparently the reason the Lower Ninth Ward uh, flooded, I didn't know this before, was like a barge got loose and knocked into the levee. So if you oh have something God. that's holding back potential for floodwaters, that a barge that travels this, you know, this canal every day, if it drives a little off course, if someone had a hard night in New Orleans the night before and isn't thinking straight and, like, knocks into the levee, it could flood the entire, you know, a third of New Orleans neighborhoods. Wow. And this is the status quo. Oh, you know, hurricane or no, this is the situation. So, and and they just look pathetic. It's like, you know, it's not cardboard. It's like two feet thick of cement that's unreinforced on either side. It's pathetic. Paper wow. towel companies from all over the country yeah. swarmed to New Orleans <laughs> after the flood. Downey <laughs> promised exactly. that it would be the swifter hurricane picker-upper. Bounty acknowledged they were right. It's a it's challenge, true. but they would be the quicker picker-upper. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Look I mean, Bounty would probably... Versus Bounty when you uh, look at New Orleans... See all the smiling dead would, people? Oh they would be God. covered with water from the other company. You wouldn't oh even God. see them. That's awful. Yeah. No, I mean... Uh. <laughs> Bounty would probably be a more effective levy anyway. You could just stack some rolls of paper towels on top of the levy and make it infinitely more useful. But, you know, people so, said this, though. I mean, people but, uh, said that these levies were completely <laughs> inadequate beforehand. I mean, they, they had said this on several occasions. Well, what so I like is how plan. much they've fixed... Which is nothing at all. When I take is, over Ray Nagin's job same. next right. week, right. I'm going to declare week. that uh, instead of rebuilding the levees, which clearly doesn't work, we're just going to build a giant sponge and put it right down in the middle of town. <laughs> <laughs> so if anything floods ever again, the sponge will absorb everything, and then we'll just airlift it to the North Pole. Like with the blob, you know, so it'll just it'll freeze and it'll, and it'll be good because that'll actually help and with like the ice melt. Global warming. Right, right, exactly. exactly. <laughs> this, is, this is thinking outside <laughs> of the box, people. Thinking outside of the box. With hurricane waters, it's brilliant. And it's the only true. problem is since it has to reverse global warming, so you have to fly the helicopter backwards and sing reverse hymnals <laughs> while you do it. Oh man! <laughs> All the way. Yeah. No, but I caught myself. We were driving people back from the wedding, you know. So there's all this deregulation, and we're driving back from the wedding, and like we had to take an extra person, one more person than we had seatbelts. We had to cram six people in the car to get them all to the hotel. And I was actually worried for a second about the seatbelt law. And then someone who was from New Orleans who was with us just started laughing, and I was 
like, right, probably not a seatbelt law in Louisiana uh, where, like, Lodge. drunk cockfighting on top of floors is legal. <laughs> yeah. and it's just That's like, an unfortunate <laughs> use of the term story. You know, well, I'm just saying. But it's true. Like, I think Louisiana and New Mexico, speaking of what they have in common, I rewind that. are the Listen only to that a couple times. cockfighting. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's play what play the green and red light means. Yeah. The <laughs> green and red light together means begin the drunken cockfighting. <laughs> exactly. Now get get your rooster liquored up and uh, find one of the mobile brothels uh. and get, get it on. Get going. Here we go. It's get it time on. Get it on. Party. Get yeah. it on. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that was New Orleans. Uh, right. <laughs> so, but I like the Waffle House. I'm a big fan of Waffle House. And, uh, and no, New Orleans was a great time. I had a great time seeing my friend. You know, we, you know, the New Orleans part wasn't as good as just sort of hanging out. The wedding was beautiful. It was actually a Quaker wedding, which I had never been to a Quaker wedding before, where they have this meeting. It's fantastic. They have an hour-long meeting of silence. And then people are supposed to stand up whenever the spirit moves them and, you know, speak sort of on behalf of God or about God or about love in the case of a marriage or something like that. And it ended up, I mean, the experiment was nice. It didn't really work so well because people are sort of awkward and very few Quakers were in the building. So they just sort of stood up and gave random improvised toasts. But, yeah, go ahead. When the bride and groom stand in the kiddie pool full of oatmeal, is it like instant oatmeal or is it like three-minute cooking oatmeal? It was actually, I think someone missed a memo because it was actually toasted oatmeal in this case, oh, which was just kind horrible. of crunchy and lame. Was it apple and cinnamon? And then poured in the milk and they were someone tracking the milk all over, all over the hall the rest of the <laughs> it's night. It's New Orleans, it just, too it late. made the first dance really awkward. You know, they had all this crunchy cereal in the shoes. It was terrible. But they but started yeah, out their, their wedding with fiber, a lot of fiber. And they can't. I think right, the priest yeah, they made kept disappearing meal. for minutes at a time. The priest just made a Actually, in Quaker, no, no priest, yeah, they have a giant, no priest in a Quaker wedding. Giant yeah, wobbling oatmeal right. figure conducted the ceremony. <laughs> so like, you're clearly just yeah. thinking of the stereotypical guy on the Quaker oats box. Barter power invested in me. He's the guy. <laughs> the pen Quaker guy. Quick, get some sugar. <laughs> More like the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man, but made of oatmeal. Oh, okay. Made of to- <laughs> toasted, toasted or mushy? Because that could be really scary. Definitely mushy. Especially mushy. Definitely oh, mushy. that's really yeah. terrifying. Could it be a granola bar? That's terrifying. <laughs> could it be a granola bar? I would much rather be married by the, uh, by, the, by the stereotypical Quaker Oats guy who's like 350 years old and would just sort of <laughs> look at you with a, his jolly, ruddy cheeks and say, Oh, yes, you'll make a fine couple. Are. They keep yeah. him alive by <laughs> injecting oatmeal into his thyroid <laughs> oh every 10 minutes. Every ten and shining his cheeks with shoe polish. <laughs> He's actually a robot that was built in the early American times, but since he was that early a robot, he was powered by oatmeal and oat products. And so exactly. It's true. Good friend of Ben like, Franklin. <laughs> the very first use oatmeal. of electricity for a robot. <laughs> <laughs> Just reads the old farmer's almanac every day to keep himself alive. Fantastic. Yeah. Wow. yeah so, that was a so, so to fun the trip. Android from the movie Aliens, which is powered by milk. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I see. Well, that's good. Well, welcome right. back. Glad you made it. Glad so, yeah. the wedding went well. So. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, it was fun. A lot of driving. So speaking of I weddings, so spent. I have I have nothing left. Sorry, I, I was just gonna th- throw in whether you had heard about. I was reading about um because Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes apparently are about to get married. So they have on Yahoo this big thing about inside Scientology weddings. Yeah, in a Quaker ceremony. Yeah, I know, with right? The milk. With oatmeal and yeah. a laser beam. <laughs> right. Um, but they're getting married. <laughs> it's true. They're getting married in the using obviously a volcano. It's a, it's a one would hope it's Please a Scientology wedding. A volcano. It's not a volcano. They're Show me volcano. Waffles. But here's the thing the that I don't understand. Of, uh, Scientology is volcanoes. They love volcanoes. This is Please tell me they're getting married on a volcano. Not in a volcano, I'm sorry. No, they're going to be married by a statue of L. Ron Hubbard made of oatmeal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Great. Welcome uh, to Dianetics. Um, but they explain My it. religion was a joke. Ha, ha, ha. It's on you. <laughs> I'm a sci-fi author. Oh, boy. Well, they, they explain... So the, this, I this, won the bet. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I, go ahead. No, I was going to say, like, the spokesman... Uh, for the Church of Scientology talked about the wedding and says, oh yeah, Scientology weddings are quite normal. And then explains this, okay? In the traditional version of the wedding, it says, the groom is reminded that, quote, girls need, quote, clothes, food, tender happiness, and frills, a pan, a comb, perhaps a cat. I'm not making that up. That's a direct quote from the Scientology part. The bride is told, That's all women need, right? quote, young men are free and, comb, and may forget their promises, end quote. So that that's the normal wedding. That women get a pan, right. a comb, and a cat, and men can do what they wow. want because they're free. Did they like Scientology out of L. Ron Hubbard's secret? I was just gonna say this is clearly what he said. It would be really great if I could like give right. my wife a cat and if she, if I could do whatever I wanted and it wouldn't bother. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's a Scientology wedding, man. It's <laughs> L. Totally Ron normal. Hubbard, sophisticated writer in all forms except when writing the marriage ceremony. <laughs> right, yeah. And then he's just like, I like, I like fluffy things. <laughs> Cats for girls. I know. And everything Seriously. nice. And for I religion. don't want to do what you tell me to. So boys can do anything. All right, good night. Man, let's okay, be clear. Now back to my this is a guy, study on volcanoes. Yeah, th- let's be clear. This is a guy who said who had a situation, had a religion in place that he had supposedly written a book. You guys have heard this, right? That was so good that they keep it in a locked box because people who read the book die after reading the book. Okay, that's the Scientology Look, belief. That was a Monty so. Python skit. No, no, they I, believe in a Monty Python. They, skit. they believe in Monty Python. That's right. That's right. The that's laughing the thing. That's right. The funniest the joke in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that kills people. Yep. I was just gonna say before that, like for a religion founded by a sci-fi author, that ceremony has become obsolete pretty damn fast. It's like you can't think of anything more advanced than like a pan and a cat. You freaking wrote about like super futuristic worlds <laughs> and like, and I want to sit in a wicker chair. I meant the robotic cat. I meant that. <laughs> I just Made forgot. of oatmeal. Yes. And Dianetics. It, the Scientology Robots spokeswoman was originally called diuretics and we had to eat oatmeal to keep regular oh and cats and, and, and cats, cats. And, cats. <laughs> and we had to eat cats oh my Chew god the cats and the oatmeal the grizzle but it was a great diuretic uh, yeah it's bizarre it's really strange i think the only thing left for scientology is oj simpson to announce that he's converted to scientology and then we'll be all set did you see that's his book the, speaking of him that he has to make uh, did you hear this book oh, that he's going to do did this. i ever Unbelievable. Oh, did I ever. And of course Fox is <laughs> going to do this. I think it's a fantastic career move for OJ. This is so great. It proves that there are just so many people in the world who have achieved a certain level of celebrity for whom money is really the only thing that matters. And there's no decency. You know, because I was talking about this with Emily earlier today, and she couldn't believe that OJ was doing this. And I was like, look, Tanya Harding 
went on celebrity boxing. Like Tanya Harding was like, sure, I'll box. I don't. I forget who she boxed. Like Catherine Harris or somebody. Like some <laughs> other total pariah woman. <laughs> Fix this vote count, bitch. Rigged election. <laughs> you know, rigged election versus rigged ice skating. I don't know what the theme was, but there was something <laughs> like that, and they actually went like she ten rounds or something. And I think Tanya Harding lost. And, like, you know, had a black eye for the rest of her life or whatever. I'm so, going to go on the record Tanya and say Hardy that's not as bad as confessing to a murder in a book. Uh, that's that just that's not that's yeah, not. No, no, no. He didn't confess to a murder. He is proposing how he would have done it. If he, if he could have done it, he would have done it. And it's so different, Greg. This totally proves that he didn't do it. Because the way he would have done it is totally oh different. God. He would have like oh, used a gun instead of a, a knife. That's actually a great idea, though. And like, you can't possibly argue with that because he would have no, done it that uh, way, man. This he is a great idea. I would have Just dressed wait. up as a He's snowman. Just release the book of how I would have killed Nicole, and it's going to be like, first, I sat on the toilet for four hours. Then I took a nap, <laughs> and that's how she died. And everyone's like, that makes no sense. Obviously, he had he has no idea how to kill Nicole. It's like, I dressed up as a snowman. And then, yeah. <laughs> I would have killed like, right. Nicole and by then cutting I out red construction man. paper <laughs> and then making a tree. Everyone's no, like, and then running like, for 40 yards. And then running for, for 40 yards, down. exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. he doesn't down. know how to do it. He couldn't have done it. He's a moron. And then exactly. everyone loves him again. But like apparently, though, fit. you know, like, I'm sorry, he had motive, he had ability, he had no means, it, no means whatsoever. Exactly. <laughs> it's there yeah. in the book. I mean, Mental that's the faculty. thing about the book, too, is that he, he supposedly owes these people. You remember that he had that civil trial where he was found, you know, responsible for uh, the death. He still owes that family, I guess, 38 million some odd yeah, dollars. Um, and, and that is why this book and TV show are coming out. No, but they say that they recoup almost all of that. They say he's, they're not going to get that, actually. They say that he's somehow going to be able to get the proceeds to go to one of his agents or something so that he can, like, keep it away from them. That was some of the theory. Well, either way, the guy is clearly broke, and he needs a way to get money. He's an NFL he pension. Used to? I mean, he spent a quarter... He spent like a quarter century getting used to $20, $25 million lifestyle, and now he has nothing. He has negative nothing because he owes all this money. Anytime he gets something, he has to give it yeah, back. Yeah, but he still has so, an NFL pension, you know, though. At a certain point, yeah, but doesn't he forward that to the people he owes $38 no, million to? No, his pension and his house like, in Florida are immune. No, it says it in the, in the story. Apparently, his pension okay. and his, well, his house you know, are separate, apparently. But, you know, when he was in the NFL, you know, the pension was probably what people make per, you know, hour right. playing in the NFL That's now. True. That's so true. So I'm sure it's not that good. So, you know, he's still used to this great all-star lifestyle, doing Hertz commercials and doing all these other things, you know. And so he needs a way to get it back. And it doesn't matter. Statute of limitations, you know. He's not going to be brought, or whatever it is, double jeopardy. Some regulation of some sort will keep him from being tried for whatever yeah, he says double he jeopardy, right. would have done or didn't do. Yeah, it's all over. Yeah. He's, he's the 7980 pension plan for the NFLers was not good. It was like a bottle of Excedrin every week and like a bus pass. It was pretty weak. I remember reading about exactly. it. Exactly. And a commission to definitely not cover the surgery for any future brain problems. Yeah, but so, yeah. I just, you know, it says that he actually I mean, describes the honestly, killing so, like, in detail, and then it says he stipulates the murder scenes are hypothetical, and it says the descriptions are so detailed and so chillingly realistic that readers are left with little doubt as to what really happened. I think you're right, sir. I think this is, like, the ultimate example of what happens to an American celebrity at the very end. If you take it to its logical extreme, he just becomes yeah. not even immoral, he becomes amoral. Like, he has no morality. Morality does not exist for him. He's just like, you know what, I'll just, yeah, I'll just get money by 
hypothetically talk about mean, the death of my ex-wife. But it's actually, as much as he seems above it all, it's actually just a move of pure desperation. It's just people, I mean, it's sort of a metaphor for America, I think. You know, Americans live in America for however long we do. We're born to a certain status, and we can't imagine being below that status. And I think similarly, you know, to a more extreme degree, the American celebrities just get used to that status, and it doesn't matter. It's not about decency. It's not about... Uh, so what if everyone knows I'm a killer? Whatever. It's like, this is going to sell like crazy. Yeah, it's and amazing. And the TV show is going to sell like crazy, and it's going to make gang... But I mean, seriously, in your classes that you teach, Greg, who is not going to watch the TV show at the very least, if not by the... No, I don't know about that, but I do everyone. think... I do maybe, think they're, I, maybe they're too young. Yeah, maybe I think they're, they're a little young. young but, but I think people who are, like, say, graduate students now are people... Because this happened 11 years ago, you know, which is sure. hard to believe, but that whole thing. I guess he it just is. doesn't get it. I guess, you know, he just doesn't get it. He just figured, you know, he's just beyond any kind of conscience at all, I guess. You know? What's not to get? I mean, I think it's a brilliant move. It's sad. It's sick. But I think it makes complete sense from his perspective. What's not to get? I mean, most of America thinks he did it anyway. So he's not fighting against any sort of grain. Like, there are jokes that, you know, everybody makes on TV shows that he goes on, that he did it or whatever. So why not? Why not just take the bait and take the money while you're at it? You might as well get rich doing it. Yep. I, I don't, yeah. <laughs> and silence. Yeah. Well, yeah. I just, because I'm just, we're just stunned. Like, I mean, I'm just, I just, it's amazing to me that that actually, that it's all that it happens. And uh, I, I don't know what I to say. I just you just don't Sorry, care. I don't have a whole lot to contribute because no, I really don't care. OJ was was not even news to me when he was driving around in the Bronco. I'm like, why did you just interrupt the Knicks championship <laughs> for this shit? Oh man! Like, seriously, I could care less about OJ Simpson the moron. My favorite part of that whole thing was like how he used to do Hertz commercials and he was the spokesman, and then they had to spend a hundred bazillion dollars to make so many different new kinds of commercials to completely brainwash everyone to forget that he was the exactly. spokesman for Hertz. They, they had like, okay, well, here are the next nine slogans that we're releasing once a week just to make sure that even if they don't remember what we are, they definitely won't remember OJ. So we can't be affiliated with them. Right. That was more yes. entertaining didn't, to me than anything that happened with murders and whatnot. Did an absolute murderer sponsor your rental car company? Not exactly. There's Hertz, <laughs> and there's not exactly. Make sure you choose the right one. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. right. The not exactly campaign was that directly That was entirely born of that. Yeah. Yep. It's true. It's like rider yeah. trucks. Rider changed their color from yellow to white after the Oklahoma City bombing. They, like, tried to pull all the... They couldn't do it because there were just so many of them, but they tried to pull the logo and change the logo and pull the yellow truck theme and make them white trucks and make them look very, you know, blend into the environment because it had been a yellow rider truck that had uh, bombed Oklahoma City. You can uh, destroy a company very quickly with uh, using it in the right act <laughs> or sponsoring. Or if you're Oprah. Right, you in which case that's a whole... Yourself. Yeah, in which case it's a whole... Yeah, that's thing. true. Or there's the Oprah <laughs> override. That's the override latch on any campaign, good or bad. It's the <laughs> Oprah button. Just press I that. Think that, oh, the, uh, press that the OJ book should be part of the Oprah book club. I think that's the next step. She's going to be like, this was actually really informative. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And then she can go through a shocked phase when she finds out that it's not absolutely the truth. What do you mean yeah. you didn't do the murder? And feel really betrayed by the author and say, you know, call him out on the show. Anybody? Yeah, Bueller? right. That happened. Okay. Yes. Somebody yeah, yeah. got it out there. Right. <laughs> I okay. actually, you know, it's funny. I knew more about that after the controversy happened than before. I really did not know much about that book at the time. They were just like, there's a controversy about this book? I don't, I didn't, you know, yeah, know a lot of details about it. that's what made the guy the money. The fact that he <clears throat> lied about it and got caught and then everyone bought his book. Because we're it's all true. Stupid. Speaking of people we're who suckers. don't care. Yeah. 
who are willing to do anything to sell a book for lots and lots of money. As aspiring writers, Greg and I are very excited to talk about this. <laughs> Everyone's like, where'd the humor go on this show? And Greg and I are just like, oh, God. So then another thing about the sales <laughs> records for this, and what <laughs> I noticed the other world. day in Poets and yeah, Writers exactly. was, yeah, or like, <laughs> exactly. Wait a minute. What's going on? Uh, well, I got one we for will you. never Our three. liars and murderers. <laughs> of artistic integrity. <laughs> so then Discussion. we believe that, yeah, exactly. But I don't know. It's, it's sort of weird. I, this this has been kind of a week of um, star stuff besides the uh, O.J. Simpson thing and that. Uh, apparently, Emmett Smith won the Dancing with the Stars um, show, which means that the all-time running back great has become a Dancing with the Stars great. Greg, so. you've gone from Tomcat to OJ, to Emmett Smith, and you haven't asked me about this girl that I'm going on a date with in New York. Oh, because I totally forgot about life. it. I was forgot as a no, celebrity yourself. No, you're right. Greg's computer monitor <laughs> has actually been covered by an, an issue of People magazine. <laughs> so he can't really I am think looking about at Yahoo friend. Celebrity News. That's <laughs> it's, true. It's, That's true. Well, yeah, so tell me about... His, uh, his brain tell out. me about this. Uh, who is this person that you're going out with in New York? A date in New York here. So, uh, yeah, it was a former running back for the Arizona Cardinals. And, uh, you know, he's an athlete. And they're like, maybe he can dance. Why would you want to go out and, with him? Uh, let's put him on TV. You're going to New York to date and, Emmett no, Smith? No, I didn't. I just watched it on TV. What are we Why talking about? Talking about <laughs> magazine. Exactly. <laughs> is he made of oatmeal or no? Come on. Um, what's what's this? So what's oh. the deal with this girl? Why not? This is all not happening. Um, <laughs> right. So this is totally new in my life. I actually met a girl on this. Uh, what's it called? It's like a social networking like website. J date. Um, J date. <laughs> Yeah, how'd you guys know? It's called Jay <laughs> oh, Come on now. <laughs> the biggest love-hate relationship ever with this thing. And oh, my God. <laughs> when are you just going to get cut to the chase and date Jay date already? Right. Okay? Or take stock You've said you don't it. like her. You've said you do. Just freaking date the, date the site already. All right? Um, just do it. No, you need to understand. In the first conversation that I had with this girl, she gives me the following piece of information. Do you guys remember the movie uh, Real Genius? With Val Kilmer. Yeah, absolutely. It was like his first big movie. Yeah, they, freeze, like the, they freeze the dorm okay. floor and everything, yeah. Don't think I've ever seen a Val Stephen Kilmer movie. Stephen Wright was in that one. That's very sad. But this was not a typical Val Kilmer movie. This was a very nerdy, cool movie. Anyway, do you remember Laszlo from that movie, the guy who lived in the closet? Stephen Wright played him. I think it was that's Stephen Wright. Stephen Wright, correct. It was, wasn't it? No, it's not Stephen Wright. I thought it was. No. Okay, well, it was the other no. guy who looks like Stephen no, Wright. No, because picture Laszlo, picture Laszlo, yeah. the guy with the long hair and the beard who lived in the closet. Yeah. He is the same guy as Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, my God. It's the same guy. A uh, movie I still haven't seen. Everybody freaks out. Damn it. Okay. Okay. I cared about this. <laughs> <laughs> I was okay. blown away. Because gotcha. this, to me, was a very, like, MEP-like connection. I was like, holy shit. It's the same guy. And those are the only two movies he's ever been in. He, he never existed. But in these two <laughs> really cool, hilarious movies. I see. Okay. And so, needless to say, I proposed marriage right then. Right, of course. And so of course. I'm just going to go meet her to take care of the formalities, you know, when we meet in New York and everything. That's all. Uh, no, no. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You guys You're talk. going on a date with this guy who played Uncle Rico? I really missed a step. I really no. did, honest to God. This was a girl who revealed this, this link to me on J-Date. Oh. And so you're all dating right. her now. What were you talking you guys about some before? Fun? Do you guys want some fun times? Uh, I'm going to give you some fun give times. Give me some fun times. Go to my Friendster page and read the newest testimonial on my Friendster page. Oh, God, here we go. And you can we, going can we uh, give the URL to this for everyone so that they, they can play I along think at people, home? I think we've already done this. Fun if they can. No, you can read it out loud if you want. Uh, let's see. No, but I think 
there should be a URL. I, I'm going to put this in the show notes. I'm going to link it. All right, then. So you can play along at home. Go for it. Ooh, Russ says he's mm, in a relationship a idea. on oh, Friendster. Oh, Russ re- received new testimonials. Does he say that? Wow, look at that. Is it right there, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. I, are we ready? Wow. Here we go, here we go. You want to do the honors, Greg? Do the honors. Gooby is the schmoopiest schmoop on the face of the entire schmoopy planet. planet. He also does a freakishly accurate rendition of the Muppet Babies theme song, which he sings with valor and schmoopopiosity. What more could a girl ask for in a schmoop? Also, he doesn't smell bad. At least I think he doesn't. Noozles. Yay! Um, Best testimonial the, ever. She also says the she's in a relationship, Russ. Russ, she also says she's in a relationship. Is Are you in a relationship with two, each other? Okay. You haven't gotten to the good part. The good part is yep. where two Story of her four Friendster photos Story found are Russ. <laughs> our pictures of Oh, Russ. wait a minute, wait a minute. i got to go back there. <laughs> this is too much. This is too much. Russ. I think my new theory, before anyone else jumps to it, is that you have created for yourself a female alter ego, and that's who this person is. I don't remember you saying schmoop a lot, though. Am I wrong? I'm calling you out. Am I wrong? Well, you know, alter egos are like the opposites. They're the outlet for that part of a person that they have, but they have no outlet for. And Russ clearly does not have an outlet in his life for saying schmoopy, schmoopy, schmoopy. Wow. Am I wrong? Am I wrong, audience? Two pictures, Tell me I'm wrong. and both of them, four pictures, two of them are us. Wow. All I will say That's, is that um, I, this is I why lie, I have man. not been in touch in the, la- in the last little while. I've been very, very... <laughs> not only that, if you look at the picture, if oh, the man. picture that's, that's right in the middle there, it has her looking to her left and says, hello there on the left, and she's looking right towards Russ's uh, photo. Hello there. <laughs> oh, Hello yeah. there on the left. Oh yeah, Russell. she's at, just out of just out of college apparently too. That's what it looks like. Yes. So how did this yeah. happen? You're, uh, right. I mean, I mean that you. I I I I had all these rules. I was all jaded and like cautious, and then I forgot all of them in like a period of four days. Is it when she said fresh forgotten. air excites me and sexually? I don't even know my brain anymore. <laughs> My brain is mush. What? When she says on her site, fresh air excites me sexually. I, I never quite caught that. That's interesting. Yes. But she says, I used to be crazy. talking about regurgitating waffles. Now I'm normal. Bringing them into the kitchen and cooking them up. With a hint of because crazy. my brain is mush. <laughs> mm, fresh. Wow. Now that's fresh. That's, that's and fresh. And that's exciting. Wow. So, yeah. So, wow. I'm going to be hanging out with her in New York, where she lives. I see. And Are you going to watch Golden Girls? That. <laughs> Her favorite TV she show. She does love. She does love the Golden. She Girls. loves the Golden She's, Girls. She also loves Family Guy. Okay, which well, is a little bit more current, but she she does love the Golden Girls too. Her favorite music is Modest and... Mouse and Danger oh, Mouse. Oh, I'm so excited and about this. And I'm so she, excited. She and she apparently is also a schmoopy, as I understand it. Uh, to be fair. It's not just hobby. It's not just watching the Golden Girls. One of her hobbies is watching the effing Golden Girls. To be fair, that's she's you know. There's a little extra yeah. bite to it. She's really excited about the Golden Girls. I uh, and you're sure you're gonna be okay here? Do do I need when you come out here next week? I do I need mean, do I need to like get your back here? You know, like you. I'm just showing you guys the circumstantial evidence. The full gravity of what's going on is probably not apparent <laughs> to you yet. Uh, I completely lost my mind. Yes. So the gravity of it? No, that stay tuned. That hit me sort of immediately. So, Greg. <laughs> 
between the lines, you can see uh, you're going to have to send me some pictures of the wedding because clearly I can't make it to New York. Oh, right, weekend, right, but, right. Uh, I'll have to do that, there, yeah. So enjoy. Ooh, oatmeal. Get all of its schmoopy greatness for the website. We'll get some oatmeal from yeah. the wedding. It'll be uh, wonderful. Absolutely. There you go. Oh. That's right. Make it a Quaker ceremony. That, that would yeah. be do you remember? Go to the Quaker do you remember, state. <laughs> John over to Pennsylvania. Like, like four, four, four and a half years ago when Story disappeared because he was on the phone all day long with his uh, his future yes, wife. Yes, indeed. I do remember that. When we lived this, together. Yes. I do remember. But before, yeah, that. before, obviously before. I remember I Greg in, had was... AT&T and it cost like a dollar a minute. <laughs> the most ridiculous phone plan in the world. I remember Story Greg's got like, it. I never used And you phone. heard upstairs. the phone? Oh! Sure. Some... <laughs> That's what you heard after you found out the bill. <laughs> I was like, sure. Some, some salesman <laughs> just came by and said like, can I jack up your phone rates to like $7 a second? And you're like, sure. Why not? I don't this use This is the in phone. days That's before fine. there were good they phone rates. Me. Let's be honest. Well, that is this, not true. <laughs> this is a phase. With I should which not I'm have had $120 familiar now. So this is where I go. You're like totally I'm infatuated with this girl, huh? Living on the phone. This girl and you are like hitting I, it off. I, I, I'm trying oh. to explain it to you. I'm living in the land of story locking himself in his room and being on a hunger strike because he can't leave the phone. How did this happen? Family. Why is she so cool? This is the land that I'm living in. I. I I, I, where do I start? I tried to explain it with the Laszlo, Uncle Rico thing, but you guys, that totally went over your head. So I don't know where else to go. <laughs> That's really all you need to know. I, if anyone had ever wanted to impress Russ before, this is the one fact that they would have needed to know late. to do it. Already it's the key to Russ's heart. It turns him into mush. <laughs> he can't speak. He can't think. He'll talk to you all the time if you just knew this one fact. I think you uh, could probably late. outdo it, though. You could probably scoop him out from out of these schmoopy arms that he's in, in himself into. <laughs> you could probably Schmoop do it if you knew a more obscure fact. Fact, you could probably do it. Wow. But until then, hey, Snoopy, <laughs> hang on. Oh bum, my bum. God. <laughs> so basically, this time <laughs> next <laughs> week, we're going to have yeah. either a happy Russ <laughs> or a really great story. That's basically what it's going to come down to. Hey, I'm, I'm really great anyway. He's always great. Ah, oh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> what is la, la? Um, yeah. I'm out of my mind. I'm out of my mind. This is so exciting. This so, is great. I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy. It's good Love stuff. Good. It's good stuff. If only it didn't follow the pattern of so many bad things, it would be perfect. But until... <laughs> no, <laughs> go not. in the house. It's fine. There are no monsters. No. Don't pay attention oh, to no, the creaking the door. <laughs> There's oh, nothing no, to no, worry no, about. No, wow. So the point is, Russ is in... He's in deep... Deep, deep trouble. Oh, no. <laughs> this is so exciting. This is great. Well, we lost the suspense, but I think it was all worth it. Tune in next week yeah. when we have our special Thanksgiving edition. The only thing that we skipped last year. We're not skipping it this nope. year. Russ will be Damn coming right. to you live... From Eagle from Studios, Eagle Studios, New York City. my place, New York City. That's impossible. And we want to thank yeah. everybody for listening, for checking in with us, and uh, listening once again. Uh, we hope that if you see Russ, you'll try to save him from this terrible schmoopy fate. 
Um, if you're for us, if you come on to the show next week saying things like, you know, schmoop, 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 I'm going to be very nervous if that happens. I just want to make that clear. Right <laughs> He's not going to be funny. He's not going to be funny. He's just going to be totally like gaga. Exactly. He'll just be yeah. like, hey, guys. Oh, my Life. God. Why would I rail against anything? Well, send your emails. Yeah, send your feedback. Everything's beautiful. Send it to Russ at Report. Tell him to stop now before anything happens. And the... Sun Spread the word. Thanks for listening, guys. Moon. We'll see you next week. Say goodbye, everybody. And the funny rabbit and the heart <laughs> and the flowers. And the oatmeal. Already. But and the sky. You love I. You love I. You love I. You love I. We're going to New Orleans. You love I. Oatmeal powered robots made of oatmeal. Uh, Smoopy backwards. And the things. <laughs> The proceeding was a presentation of the MEP Report, hosted at www.mepreport.com. All rights reserved. In no way should any part of this show be construed as an invitation to buy, sell, or trade flightless birds, or reassemble Voltron. Or at least not the stupid one of the cars. Please support the MEP Report by voting for the show at www.vitalpodcast.com, adding the show to your list of favorites at podcastpickle.com, and clicking on the Vote for MEP link on the MEP Report homepage to vote for us at podcastalley.com. Email us at Greg, Russ, Story, or Andy at mepreport.com, and call us and leave a voicemail or a fax at 206-600-MEP1. That's 206-600-6371. And finally, please join the fight to stop the senseless farming of emu players. It's a moral, it's unethical, and frankly, it's just a little bit gross.